Welcome back to the Investing on the Go podcast brought to you by Fun Calibre. We cover a lot of key topics in today's interview from the S&P 500's all-time high earlier this week to supply chain dynamics, success of NVIDIA and Microsoft through to luxury goods and the Asian consumer. I'm James Yardley and today I'm joined by Dave Dudding, the Elite Racing Manager of the CT Global Focus Fund. Dave, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, James. Now, Dave, I mean, it's been a very interesting start to the year. Um, we've just had the S&P 500 going through 5,000 for the first time. Um, I know your fund is a global fund, but it does have a substantial weighting in the US. So where are we for our, our listeners now? I mean, obviously, we've had a very strong run for the S&P the last few months. I think we're up about 20% or so. Um how are you thinking about the market from here? Um, is, it, is it looking good value? And is, there, is there further to go? Or is it time to be being a bit more defensive, perhaps? Uh, well, to be honest, James, we're not uh, very good at market timing. Um, so uh, a, a year ago, um, I think we all felt that 2023 was probably going to be a bad year for the stock market and that the US economy was going to uh, flirt with recession. Uh, and actually, GDP growth was tremendously strong and stock markets did incredibly well. So our track record at sort of macro forecasting isn't great. Uh, and I always think it's best just to try and focus on uh, the things that, that we as investors know about or at least think we know about, which is the sort of the prospects for, for individual companies. Um, I, I really think it's very, very difficult to try and Market timing is very, very difficult, and um, you know it can be very expensive for for investors as well. If they think that markets are expensive and then they miss out on significant rallies, then then um, time out of the market is uh, is is very expensive. So, irrespective of the market moves at the moment, we still think that there are some you know great opportunities in the medium to to, to long term uh and as to what the stock market does this year uh, I'm, I'm afraid i couldn't really tell you no i mean fair enough i mean of course i think your strategy is known for being more of a bottom-up style i think you're more focused on finding the highest quality best companies from from the bottom up and, and then owning them for a good amount of time and letting them compound um I mean, what are you hearing from your companies on the ground at the, the moment? Are they, are they in, in pretty good shape? And what are they saying in terms of supply chains, the inflation outlook, and, and some of the things which have been sort of dominating the headlines recently? It's sort of pretty mixed. Um, to be honest, and I think it very much depends on on what you do. So, in terms of supply chains, I think those have definitely normalised. Um, there's obviously been a few scares in the past month or so about sort of uh, traffic in the Red Sea because of uh, the situation in in well in the Yemen and, and obviously in Gaza, um, but but they seem to be pretty mild. So from a supply chain situation, things have sort of more or less normalised. But now you do have this period where basically I think companies are prioritising security of supply uh, over and above um, sort of uh, efficiency. Um, and that does mean you're seeing a move away from from China, uh, for, for example, part, which was happening anyway, partly because, you know, China's become fairly expensive for, 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 for many things. 
Uh, and obviously, I think the world has woken up to the fact that the vast majority of the world's um, semiconductors are manufactured in Taiwan and South Korea. Uh, and sort of strategically, that's, that's obviously fairly, uh, that's not ideal. Um, so there is this sort of broader moves, I think, towards nearshoring um, and possibly reshoring, but also in, in terms of things like semiconductors, there's obviously a lot of stimulus on the parts of European, US, and, and even the Japanese government to try and encourage uh, localization of, of semiconductor su supply chains to, to an extent. So supply chains sort of normalizing in the short term, but some changing patterns in, in, in the medium term. And some companies that we invest in, I think, can very much benefit from those uh, changing supply dynamics. Uh, in terms of inflation coming down, um, partly because those supply chain um, bottlenecks have sort of almost entirely disappeared. Um, but I think what is has maybe been a bit more persistent than, than people were thinking uh, was labor was wage inflation um, so labor is in pretty short supply uh, in many parts of the, the world uh, obviously pressures against immigration uh, 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 as well and so uh, wage increases have been um, quite high and I think that will take sort of longer to, to quieten down so we're still pretty much proponents of the higher rates for for longer um, and inflation, you know, may prove slightly sticky or stubborn at, at, at sort of at around about these these levels. Um, so uh, I think some of the sort of great optimism there was a, a month or two ago about um, uh, interest rates coming down very quickly in the States, I think in the last few days that's been dampened somewhat. Um, but that said, the U.S. consumer is in reasonable shape, I think. You've got pretty much full employment. Um, and, and, you know, you've had some, some quite nice wage increases. So the U.S. consumer is in a, in a, in a, in a fairly healthy um, position. Um, the U.S. economy, if anything, has been too strong. Um, so, you, you know, net-net, uh, I, I think things are, uh, you know, not, not too bad. Um, but 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 it but it, it can be quite 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 patchy. Um, so uh, you know there are, there are pluses and minuses everywhere. Uh, I think one of the other big drivers, obviously, of markets in the last sort of year or so, uh, and again in the early part of this year, has been the development of AI as a theme. Uh, and 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 really, there have been some 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 great numbers coming out of the the, the tech sector. Uh, some of which is, you know, largely driven by AI, um, and, and again, a sort of normalisation uh, after a period where spending on the cloud, for example, was slightly depressed, and that now seems to be to be to be coming back. Um, so those sort of drivers um, are almost happening irrespective of of, of 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 actually the macro outlook. Meanwhile, you've got sort of areas where the US housing market is still fairly subdued. I mean, we think it's it's um, sort of bottoming and there are some signs of life in, in residential construction, uh, for, for for example. But but life's still sort of fairly, fairly, fairly tough there. So the the picture's a bit mixed. Um, 
uh, and it sort of depends on where you are geographically. But 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 on the whole, you know, we do see inflation coming down, uh, and, and at some point, we we think that we will start to see some interest rate cuts, um, certainly in the US, possibly in 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 Europe. But at the same time, Japan actually, you're more likely to see rates going up. So uh, the, the story is a bit a bit different depending on which part of the world you're you're looking at. So let's maybe d- dig into some of those things a little bit more. So, I mean, you mentioned AI, which is obviously very topical at the moment. Um, how are you thinking about, about this? I mean, have, has it caused you to change the portfolio at all? Um, are there any ideas you're particularly excited about, or, or is it all getting a bit frothy at the moment? I mean, what are your thoughts? We're basically we're we're quite lucky in that I think we were sort of believers in AI as a theme relatively early. So we've we've had a position in Nvidia, which is the obviously the the biggest beneficiary for for, for quite some time. Um, we've been you know had big positions in 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 Microsoft and Alphabet as, uh, as well. I think so. So we are believers in 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 this in in, in AI. Um, although in some ways we see it really as a continuation of an existing sort of trend, um, but um, you know much now depends on on the success of uh, ChatGPT amongst other um, amongst other products. Uh, so we're really sort of you know we've had a, a lot of initial enthusiasm, uh, and I guess you know now we're in a phase where we really need to start to see that. Coming through in 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 in, in company numbers. Uh, well, it's and, certainly and coming through for uh, Nvidia, isn't it? I mean, although the share price is you know up so much, I think the multiple, if anything, is pretty much stayed the same, or maybe even come down slowly. So, but uh, of, of course, we get to see it. I think, as you'll say, to the the, the wider product or, and universe. Well, that that's why the easiest way to invest at the moment in. AI has been the semiconductor supply chain. So NVIDIA is by far and away the biggest beneficiary. Um, but you've also seen sort of some other companies like AMD, uh, Marvell, um, and then the semiconductor sort of capital equipment manufacturers, um, ASML, LAM, um, uh, Applied Materials, all these, Tokyo Electron the other day, all, all, all these companies are, 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 are certainly the, the big cloud companies uh, and NVIDIA are certainly ordering large amounts of, of chips. Um, so, um, you, know, you know, so that has been the easiest way to, to play the, the, the theme. And one of the reasons we were so bullish on NVIDIA was uh, last year, as you said, the stock went up 250%, um, but the earnings forecast went up by more than that. So actually, the stock derated, which is you know, you know fairly hard to, to to fathom when when um, uh, of a company that size. But but forecasts at around about this time last year, they they massively beat, uh, and then they had a succession of of, 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 of earnings forecasts where they, they they kept beating very very significantly. Um, we. And again, the stock was up, you know, well over two hundred percent last year. It's now up another fifty percent in the early days of of, of of this year. So these are fairly extraordinary moves. Uh, we haven't seen the numbers from Nvidia yet for for Q four. Um, they're they're going to be pretty good, 
Um, but as ever, um, you know, we're in a position of traveling and arriving, I guess, and, and some of this move has probably been priced in. So for the last few quarters, uh, NVIDIA has had great results and the stock has actually probably gone down or drifted sideways for, for, for a while uh, as people take profits. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the what the reaction is. I, I think people are um, not worried, but it's more, you know, we know that 2024 is going to be a great year for NVIDIA. So I think the, the debate is more about 2025 uh, and also about increasing all the potential for increasing um, competition uh, 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 yeah. as well from other companies. So, um you know, we're we're big believers in 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 the story, but um, you know, we have to temper that with a, a degree of realism. I think it's fair to say. Yes, I mean, I think what's just scary is just the numbers are getting so big now. I think you've got to question how sustainable it is. But it sounds like you still think there's further to run with it. Even though I think what, what I don't know what the market cap for video is now, <laughs> changing by the minute, it's probably what getting towards two trillion or something now. It's bigger um, than Amazon now. Yes, That's fairly incredible. It, um, it just it does feel as if surely those numbers are unsustainable, but, or maybe or is the or maybe the opportunity just is that big? I don't I don't know. Well, there's always the difference between the the short term and the the, the long term, and in you know over the next five or six years, we do believe that. This will be a powerful, powerful theme. And what else uh, are you really excited about in the portfolio away from AI? I, I'm excited about everything in the portfolio. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't be in there. Um, so, you know, some of the best ideas then. <laughs> well, well we, we do have, well, I mean, I mean, I think Microsoft, you know, which is our biggest holding, uh, I, I, I think is on a more palatable valuation than, than, um, you know, than in Nvidia, uh, for example, and yet it's obviously a, a it's it's very well positioned. I think um, for the for the rest of the decade. Um, so is that on the cloud? Is that is well, it, it's largely because of the cloud? Yeah. So um, you know, it's one of the big three um, sort of cloud providers, um, and basically, it's gaining market share. Um, and because of its relationships with with corporates, um, you know, it's in, it's in a very very strong position um, to benefit from the, that continued move to the cloud, as well as um, spending on on AI. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we we do think it's well positioned. Um, you know, even even within things like security, for example. Um, you know there'll be there'll be more you know there'll be beneficiaries of increased spending on on on, on that as well. So, and this is an industry with relatively high barriers to entry as well. So, um, that Microsoft is is doing very very well, and um, you know continues to be in a net cash position. So the balance sheet is very strong, uh, and it has a lot of recurring recurring demand. You know a lot of the the the, the its sales and profitability are recurring uh, in, 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 in nature. Um, so uh, it's a great business and we still think it's very attractively priced. I guess, you know, some of the other things that people are interested in are always GLP-1s, so the sort of the weight loss drugs developed by Novo Nordisk and Lilly. Um, we're holders of Lilly, 
Um, simply, you know, we were holders of Novo as well, but we decided just to have one 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 name in 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 the space. But we are, you know, quite big believers there as uh, as well, and it, it's important to highlight, you know, these stocks have done incredibly well as uh, 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 as well. I mean, they are the sort of NVIDIA equivalent of the of the pharma industry. Um, so, uh, again, there's quite a lot priced in, but we, we do think that these drugs are, 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 are going to take off. Um, the barriers to entry are fairly significant um, in terms of the manufacturing. Uh, she's very, very difficult um, and sort of capital intensive. Uh, so there is set to be good growth in 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 this uh, in this field for 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 a number of years to come. We're still longer term big believers in the rise of Asian consumers. You know, half mm. of the world's population lives in Asia. People are getting richer. Um, so you know, we're still looking for ways to sort of uh, invest there, um, and and hopefully you know the sort of energy transition. Um, we're also sort of big believers in, in, in stocks that can, can help with that, um, and in particular with electrification. Um, so companies like Schneider Electric, which is a, a French multinational um, with sort of big positions in the U.S. and also China, um, you know, we see that as being a, a, a big beneficiary of those sorts of themes. Um, you know, again, they're, they're supplying data centers, for example. So a lot of that comes back to Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, um, and, and, and spending patterns there. But it is a bit broader as well because Schneider are also benefiting from investment in the in the grid, uh, in particular in yeah, around the world. Really, is you you need to spend more money on the the, the grid to um, store and distribute electricity, particularly as more and more is derived from renewable sources. So there's still quite a lot of sort of exciting places to, to, to be, I think. Yeah, it sounds like there are lots of exciting ideas in the portfolio. So how, how are you playing the, the Asian consumer? Are you, are you um, looking to play the rise of India? And do you worry at all about the, the geopolitical risk there? I guess, obviously, some investors are quite nervous about China now. Um, you still think there's opportunities there? Uh, well, we're, we're quite underweight China, and conversely, we probably prefer India. But you can get a lot of exposure to um, the Chinese economy and, and the Indian con economy through luxury goods companies, for example, or, or even consumer staples. Um, a, a lot of businesses have have, have, have exposure there. So, uh, you know, we own names like L'Oreal, uh, for example, which... Um, you know, is doing very, very well, but China has been a, a bit of a disappointment to them, um, certainly in the last quarter of the year. Um, conversely, luxury goods companies actually um, did much better than expected in the last quarter of the year. So, um, you know, we own LVMH, but, but Hermes, Ferrari, um, these sorts of businesses continue to do very well in, in areas like the Middle East and, and the Far East, where... Um, Basically, there are there's a lot of wealth creation going going on, and these names are big beneficiaries of of, of those trends. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us today, Dave. 
CT Global Focus is a concentrated, high-conviction portfolio of best ideas. This is a genuine global fund which will venture into emerging markets, but only when it can find businesses which meet its strict quality criteria. For more information on the CT Global Focus Fund, visit fundcaliber.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, we've been discussing individual companies to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these companies at the time of listening. Elite ratings are based on Fund Calibre's research methodology and are the opinion of Fund Calibre's research team only. 